Welcome to The Deeper You Go, The Warrior It Gets. I'm your host, Get Ready. So greetings from the jungle. This is an update episode where I just speak about what's on my mind. Sometimes I use a few notes, other times I don't. But either way, it's just me, a mic, and whatever comes to mind. Before we start, I want to thank everyone who is supporting the show. If you are listening, thank you for your support. More specifically, I want to thank all the people who have left positive reviews, bought gear, pine pollen, and fermented herbal tonics. Also, to all the people who have left me personal messages, thank you. I have a new Instagram page uh, specifically for the podcast. The link for that is in the show notes. As always, I encourage you to reach out with any questions you may have about my journey or anything I have discussed. And if you would like to support the show, one of the easiest ways is to get you some podcast gear. I have stickers, hats, mugs, t-shirts, hoodies. The link for the gear is in the show notes. I also have fermented herbal tonics and pine pollen tinctures available. Please email me for more detail. And the pine pollen tinctures have been flying off the shelf and for good reason. This is because testosterone in both men and women is at an all-time low thanks to pesticides, microplastics, tap water, a sedentary lifestyle, and even wacky modern ideology. And the result of this epidemic of low testosterone is that most people are now overweight, unfocused, depressed, have minimal muscle mass, and almost zero sex drive. Not to mention, the low testosterone is a major factor for why the masculine and feminine energies in our society are so out of whack and lacking harmony. So if you want to save yourself, save your relationship, and possibly even save the world, get you some pine pollen. My pine pollen is made with the best ingredients possible, raw, uncracked pine pollen harvested in the pristine Canadian wilderness, and organic cane alcohol. It doesn't get any cleaner than that. And again, if you're interested in that, please send me a message. And lastly, at the very least, if you enjoy this podcast, please like it, share it, subscribe to it, and leave a review, specifically if you're listening to this on the Apple Podcast app. It's a simple gesture that takes you about five minutes and it really helps me out. And like I mentioned before, my email and Instagram are located in the show notes. Okay, so let's get into it. Greetings from the jungle. It's Sunday, December 3rd, 2023. I'm sitting at my desk in my Tombow, and I decided to turn the mic on and start talking about some things that have been on my mind lately. So with that being said, I want to give you a disclaimer for this episode. See, what I'm going to talk about are some thoughts and opinions of mine that are not yet fully formed. So with that being said, anything I say is subject to change after more thought. And honestly, that should always be the case, right? We should always reserve the right to change our opinion upon further discovery. See, in order to develop your opinions, you have to analyze things from both sides. You have to question how the process is currently done, and you have to look at the good and the bad of the current process. For example, I have some thoughts that I'm developing around the idea of integration and how it is being applied in the Western world versus how it's done in the jungle. And these thoughts might offend some people. I mean, probably not, but these days you never know, right? People get offended at everything, especially if you bring up something that goes against their current downloaded narrative. See, in the past, 
I have analyzed the word healing and how it has become an overused term that seems to trap people in loops where they constantly seek more and more healing modalities but never seem to make any noticeable progress, any noticeable forward progress in their life. This is because people are focusing on the wrong thing. We should be focusing on growth instead of healing. Healing is and will always be a part of growth, but growth is not necessarily a part of healing. In that same vein, I think we might be running into the same issue with how integration is currently being implemented. I don't know yet. I'm still thinking this through. My thoughts and opinions are still being formed. And side note, if you don't know what I'm talking about in terms of healing, I did an episode called, Is Healing a Bad Word? So that'll give you some more insight. So check that out. So anyway, this is all to say that a big realization I've had lately is realizing that most people have never gone through the process of actually discovering their thoughts and opinions. Most people do not have any thoughts or opinions that are their own. What they have instead is talking points. And I can prove it. Tell me who you voted for in the last presidential election, and I immediately know almost everything about you. With that single piece of information, I immediately know your thoughts on all the big hot topic issues that the mainstream media crams down our throat. I know your thoughts on gun control, climate change, abortion, the vaccine, the lockdowns, Ukraine, Russia, Israel, Palestine, Black Lives Matter, gay rights, immigration, you name it. I can even predict your thoughts on future events. As soon as the media force feeds us another hot button issue, it will take me no more than 10 minutes to determine which stance you will most likely take. This, like I said, is because no one takes the time or does the work necessary to, necessary to discover who they are, how they actually feel, or what they actually think. See, right now in our society, there is a line that has been drawn in the sand to divide us, and most people find themselves on either one side or the other. And depending on which side they are on, this determines their thoughts, feelings, and opinions about nearly everything. And what's even crazier is that these same people, without doing any research or soul-searching, will fight and argue, sometimes even violently, with people on the other side. These arguments are fascinating because each side is just yelling orchestrated talking points at each other, each side, and each side believing that they are not only smarter than the other people, but that they also see themselves as being on the right side of history. It's absolutely mind-blowing to witness. But here's the thing. Until you realize that the left wing and the right wing are connected to the same bird, you will always just be a pawn in the game of life. If you find yourself arguing the latest hot-button issue, just know that you are fulfilling your duty as a cog in the machine. You are doing exactly what they want you to do. Life is so much more complicated than D's or R's. It's so much more complicated than Fox News or MSNBC. I do, however, believe that most people listening to this podcast know this already. But for the people that don't, for the people that don't know this, don't worry, because it's not your fault. See, you were programmed to think and act a certain way at birth. In fact, we all were. 
So it's not your fault. But know this, until you actually do the work to free yourself from your initial programming, you will always just be an actor playing a role. The point of all this is to say that over the course of this last year, it has become abundantly clear to me just how deep our initial programming goes, that the matrix is in fact real, and that it is 100% responsible for all your current thoughts, actions, and opinions. And this is a topic I plan to explore much deeper in a future episode. In fact, that episode is already in the works. So with that being said, the other night, I believe it was Wednesday, I went into the dining hall to get a little more food, and I ran into a new facilitator. He's a really nice guy and brand new to the Shipibo plant medicine world. He is very curious about the long-term dieting process and asked me if he can ask a few questions. So one of the first questions he asked was, what's the biggest lesson you've learned from the diet so far? Now, it's funny because that question threw me off for a second. I was like, I don't know. (laughs) That's a really good question. See, it threw me off because I realized that I hadn't really thought about it partly because the process is still ongoing, but regardless, it is definitely something I should be thinking about, right? I mean, I'm making a huge sacrifice. The least I could do is analyze my own process. But the truth is, I've never really thought about that question. Hell, in some ways, I'm still trying to determine how I even got here in the first place, right? Like how at 42 years old do I find myself in the middle of the Amazon jungle, sitting in a screened-in shack all by myself for multiple hours a day and then drinking hallucinogenic tea by night. I haven't even given that much thought at all, mainly because it just seemed to happen. It feels like none of this was planned. But, and that's actually something I'm going to get into later as well. But, Anyway, after thinking about his question for a bit, I realized that one of the biggest lessons that I've learned thus far is actually getting a better understanding about the process, the Sama process itself. See, those of you that have been following my journey from the beginning know that I've had a lot of questions about the process, particularly the isolation and the restrictions. But now, after having completed 11 months, I'm realizing that it is these restrictions that are key to self-discovery because they allow you to discover your truth, your true self, your true path, your potential. This is because isolation and restriction give you the necessary time and space needed to begin the deprogramming process. See, Carl Jung famously said, until you make the unconscious conscious, it will direct your life and you will call it fate. Well, isolation and restriction are necessary if you want to free yourself from the matrix. They are necessary if you want to make the unconscious conscious. Another thing I've come to realize on this journey is that we are gods with amnesia, meaning we have amazing amounts of power and potential but we have been programmed to forget who we are and how to access this potential. And not only have we been programmed to forget, but there are also many engineered roadblocks along the path of remembering designed to push us and throw us off course. However, 
there's also a roadmap and even guides who are calling to us and directing us in the right direction. However, the maps and the guides can only be accessed through our intuition. See, we have two brains. We have the brain brain, or our logical mind, and we have the heart brain, also known as our intuition. And due to our initial programming, most of us have a strong logical mind and very weak intuition. And well, it seems to me that the only way to strengthen your intuition is, again, through periods of isolation and restriction. This is why I believe that many spiritual paths require periods of sacrifice, isolation, and restriction, because it's the only way to discover who you are. It's the only way to help you remember that you are, in fact, a god. So after discussing this for a bit, he then asked me my thoughts about the about outside about learning outside the diet, right? So, for example, he asked me, is it okay to listen to podcasts, to read books, or to even watch videos while on a diet? And to that I answered, yes and no. See, another lesson I've been learning lately is life is all about balance. Life, that life is cyclical as the principle of rhythm indicates. See, we need times of push and we need times of pull. We need times of yin and we need times of yang. So on one hand, books, podcasts, and videos are not good during the Sama process because they are other people's thoughts and opinions. And the purpose of the Sama process is to discover who you are and how you think. And you don't want to be influenced by the other but you don't want to be influenced by other people's ideas. There's way too much of that going on already. So you need to adhere to the isolation and restriction requirements. But on the other hand, after doing periods of isolation, your guides will start nudging you in certain directions. They will start telling you to go down certain rabbit holes. They do, they do this as a way to direct you, to help you find yourself to help you find your path. And once you get these nudges, it is good and even, it is okay and even good to then start doing some research. So then after you spend some time going down a specific rabbit hole, you then need to pull back, isolate and integrate what you just learned. You need to marinate in the newly acquired information. This is the cycle isolate for a while, learn about yourself, then go down a very specific rabbit hole for a while, then return back to isolation and repeat, which then got me thinking about the plant medicine integration process, because this is essentially the same idea. You do a ceremony, you receive information, you receive insights, you even get a reorganization of your mind then you, then you need to take some time to let that all sink in, ideally in as much isolation as possible. Now, here's where I've been thinking about our current integration process, at least in the Western world. See, right now, integration is becoming an industry unto itself. There are counselors popping up everywhere and online certifications that people are telling you you need to get so that you can better help people through their integration process and etc, etc. 
And on one hand, this is good and necessary, right? Because people need a lot of work. They need need a lot of help working through their traumas and freeing themselves from the matrix. But on the other hand, is it too much? Or at the very least, are we... at the very least, are we missing the mark on what integration actually needs to be? So let me ask you, do you know what integration support looks like in the jungle? It's sit in your tombo by yourself, and we will support you by bringing you food so you don't have to leave. See, in today's society, we have lost touch with the simplicity of things. We always think we need to be doing something. We think We think things always need to be complex and complicated. We think that immediately after ceremony weekend that we need to be on the phone with our therapist talking about the process, analyzing every detail. Then after the therapist, we think we need medicine and integration support groups. Then we think we need a follow-up consultation with the practitioner. Again, nothing wrong with these things. And I think these things are good. And I'm actually a fan of them. And I love how the whole plant medicine network is growing all of this is a step in the right direction. But let's not forget about the most important factor, and that's spending time with yourself, by yourself. See, the jungle process is by no means perfect, but at the same time, we can learn a lot from how they do things. They have been doing this much longer than we have. And one thing they do right when it comes to integration process is giving you the time and space to process, to marinate, to grow your intuition giving you the space to communicate with your plant guides. Because here's the thing, no group or no, or no therapist is going to understand or help you as much as your higher self or your guides. The plant medicine process is unique to each individual. And if we're always talking to other people, if we're always doing a process or an exercise, we are then cutting off the communication opportunities between our guides and our higher self. Now I get it. You know, we don't live in the jungle, and in today's society, it is almost impossible to find time alone. And well, honestly, that's a damn shame. That needs to change. But at the same time, it doesn't need to be much. You know, maybe an hour a day, maybe 15 minutes. Anything is better than doing, anything is better than nothing, but let me ask you this. Do me a favor after this podcast and look at your look at your phone. Look at your screen usage. Look at how much time you spend on social media or YouTube or podcast. Most people hate looking at this. I know I do because it's absolutely sickening to see that some days you spend two, three, even four hours a day doing mindless bullshit on your phone. So, look, no one said that escaping the matrix and self-discovery was going to be easy. You're going to have to make an effort. And from what I've learned so far, a large part of that effort needs to be you sitting alone by yourself, with yourself. No distractions, no entertainment, just you, your thoughts, and your guides. I don't know, these are things I've just been thinking about. Let me know what you think. Also, if you have any questions about my process, email them to me. Right now, I'm finding that at this point in my journey, it's actually good for me to analyze my process. So, And I've got a lot of time on my hands. So if you have any questions about what I'm going through right now, send me an email. Uh, Until then, see you on the other side.